Anchor.fm is the best podcast streaming platform and hosting platform out there on the internet. Everything's free uh, to upload, free to download, free to listen. Uh, They give you an ad right off the rip for you to make sure uh, that you're making some money. Uh, But the big thing, it's free. You can edit it right through the right through the app itself Um, it's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one place Um, but the big thing is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today all right can we talk about real quick i hope it don't the stars seniors and senoritas welcome to comedy and the mushroom podcast uh bienvenidos uh comedy e mushroom podcast um that was so let's let's talk about this real quick because you're supposed to do you say three two you silent the one and sorry i don't know where the camera is today so you go three two yeah you 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 quiet the one because it always catches no matter what when you say one and then you hit it like it, it almost feels like they're watching us all the time so like because I'll do it on the other one, and I'll have to cut it out all the time, is I'll say one, and then hit the button, and then it'll get, like, the end of one. On yeah, but I did them, I did them all silent, because I'm an innovator. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You're supposed to do three, two, so, like, everybody knows it's serious. Then you go quiet on one, and then you start. Mm. I just, you know, I expect the best from the people I work with, and they should know that it's all silent, baby. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, you're lucky that you're dealing with a professional and and it, it wasn't an issue but it was very distracting and you're for me. you're dealing i'm dealing with a professional and you're dealing with a savant okay just wow. uh, a natural in the signaling game i've always wanted anthony savat to legally change his name to anthony savant like i think that would be super cool like and it's only one letter i don't even yeah. think you'd have to file paperwork like you just start spelling it that way one day I think that's like a change too you can make and then just start convincing people. Like, no, it was like that the whole time. Like it's I mean he doesn't have can... a real job, so like he could like he could literally just change his name and nobody would know except for the IRS. The IRS knows too much already. That's true. I need to figure out how I'm gonna do taxes this year because I didn't tell the one business that I worked at last year that I just like I texted them to quit. Like it wasn't it was it was almost worse than a no call, no show because I had been like, I had like a stomach problem earlier in the week. And then like the day I ended up quitting, I showed up for 10 minutes and then was like, I'm still sick. And then went home. And then I went to the funny stop uh, because some of us uh, perform through the pain. And I was at the funny stop and was like, do you know what? Like I have enough money. I don't want to work another week before. Cause I was like two weeks into my three week notice that I gave them. And I like texted him and I was, it was like 11 o'clock on Friday night and I was supposed to work at like seven on Saturday. And I was like, Hey guys, uh, not going to make it in. Uh, also not going to be in anymore. They knew I was moving, <laughs> but I was like, I'm just not coming in. And then they asked what my new address was and I never texted them back. So who knows if I'm going to get that tax information. Uh, but I don't know. That's, um, that's such a bold move too. Cause I'm like, man, if you ever move back to the area, and you want to work there, they're just going to be like, remember when you ghosted us, an entire company? I mean, let's, because, I mean, it was nice. It was one of those, I mean, that's a pretty good lead-in to the conversation that I wanted to have today, and you did it on accident. I could have just let it happen, but I want to, um, I want to 
give you the props that you deserve and nobody would have known to give you those props if I wouldn't have just like ground this great conversation that we're about to have to a complete stop to give you props on a podcast that literally a little bit more than dozen i mean we get some like we get dozens of listeners no really yeah i mean the last one idea shout out to all of the listeners yeah i mean like harrison pool uh straight shout out to harrison um he i mean we would kill somebody for harrison at this point like i know we talked about how he would murder somebody for us um i'm get. i need to find some i'm waiting for him to tell me who like have you ever seen the movie wanted he didn't even ask me. It was just a stranger. And I was like, this is for Harrison. And they were like, what? Dead. Oh, well, that's kind of, I mean, you went off the, off the reservation on that one, but have you seen wanted like uh, the oh. James McAvoy um, classic? It had, um, Oh, with the, is that the bullet where you can bend the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a wild ride that was. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still one of my guilty pleasure movies. Uh, it's one of those ones where you watch now, like, <laughs> 12 years after it came out and you're like i don't get like what everybody was super hype about angelina jolie she was just real skinny um but like that how they have the loom that tells them who to kill i'm waiting for harrison's loom to tell me who to kill it's just so that movie is so weird to me because they're like definitely the way they did it was just like what's a law of physics that we could change and somebody was like you know how bullets go straight and the other person was like yeah and they're like what if they didn't what if they want a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right? Boom. You get Morgan Freeman. Isn't Angelina Jolie in that? I literally just said that maybe How 45 did they seconds cast ago. for that movie, though? I mean, James McAvoy wasn't shit until, like, after that movie. And he's arguably one of the best actors of yeah. our generation. Like, because you've seen Split and the other one of those movies, right? Yeah, he was also X-Men. He was uh, Professor X, but like in yeah, Split, X-Men. when he like does the um, different personalities just like seamlessly and you can tell it's one take. I'm like, this is the best acting I've ever seen. Wow. I'm best. telling you. 100% like lit- audibly and I'm not super like I'm not super into like sucking actors dicks because I'm like you play pretend for a living and like you get infinite tries like it's not like you can eventually you do it a thousand times and they'll snag the best one and everybody's like they're brilliant and like but his like you could see it it was one whole take when he's popping from like four or five different characters and i audibly was like well you don't see that all the time like i the first time i watched it it like it took me out of the moment i was like this is insanely good that's so much funnier to me if you're in a theater too when you say that I saw it at home. So like, I was like, I was like, wow, that like watching by myself, there was nobody else that could hear that. I was just like, (laughs) yo, James McAvoy snapped on that one. Dude. So I don't know if you like, oh man, I have an acting comment, but we have to go down a rabbit hole to get there. You're fine. Let's do it. We got infinite time. Okay. So, um, like basically my job got changed last week. And I wasn't expecting it. And so, like, my job's not going to be as fun as it used to be. Okay. Like, the work's just going to be boring, like, more boring ish now. Okay. Yeah. And so, I was like pretty bummed about it. And so, like, the night that I got the news, um, I, I drank a bunch of white claws and, uh, like, was not listening Seagram's to records. escapes. Not, 
No, not. I'm trying to watch my sugar. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Okay. <laughs> Although this podcast is sponsored by Seagram's Escapes. And, and, and Toshiba so the... Days. And Toshiba Day. Seagram's Escapes X Toshiba Day. It's going to happen. We're speaking it into the universe. Dude, Jamaican Me Happy is the best flavor for a bidet. <laughs> Prove me wrong. It's one of our rules. I'm val- I, I just That'd be a great Valentine's Day gift for anyone. Is this Jamaican Me Happy? Jamaican Me Happy by eating this butt. Did you want to show her you care this year? Jamaican all of us happy. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, <laughs> but so I I reached the apex of my night, uh, and I, I I recently got HBO Max from a friend, <laughs> and like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is on HBO Max, and so I watched the episode where Will's dad leaves six times in a row. Is it's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like I was just like I watched it at once, and it like kind of messed me up, and then I was like I don't even know. What to watch after this and i was like the only thing that would be as good as this is this and then so i did that five more times so uh a li- let's pull back the curtain a little bit you texted me about this i'm assuming that same night oh you betcha. and <laughs> and after after which after which viewing did you text me that i couldn't tell you <laughs> <laughs> Because I think I woke up in the middle of the night to like pee or something, and like it, was it wasn't like Thursday too. It wasn't even... like yeah, it wasn't like that late, but it was, might might have been like midnight, twelve thirty. Like I woke up to take a pee, and it was just like that episode where Will Smith's dad. Like it wasn't even like I'm watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It was that episode when Will Smith's dad leaves him, and you just the next message was fuck and then i put i put why doesn't he want me man and then literally like you could tell you were asleep at this time like seven hours later you just responded with fuck (laughs) dude oh oh so the reason i responded with fuck because the most metal part about this is that i fell asleep watching that episode on repeat on the couch and then i had to go like i woke up at like five in the morning and just crawled into my bed nice and then and then got up for work still but yeah great episode of television but the when i was watching it the one part of that entire scene that i don't like also like i don't know why that scene hit so hard like my dad was around he was like pretty decent dad like he was a good dad Really good day everybody's got that but everybody's got something that kind of <clears throat> like you can channel that like you're emotionally invested in will smith's happiness if you're watching that show and like i can I, I get it yeah oh i i believe me i get it i got yeah. it six times at least that i remember that's that's insanity yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, at a certain point, HBO was just like, do you just want to watch this same episode again? You You know, like, not to make a joke of suicide or whatever, but, like, they, after, like, the fourth, 
they should like trigger <laughs> they should like silent alarm to like the police to at least like show up <laughs> like and be like hey man uh we got a report of some like noise coming from here we want to make sure everything's good like just do a wellness check it's it's like so much funnier to me if they have like a team on it and like one yeah. guy's like we've got a, we've got a code red and they're like how many times two three four and he's like six it's like we don't have much time <laughs> they're like wait to see if it starts the seventh time uh because at that point like because you can't there's no repeat button on hbo <laughs> you have to manually <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even like waiting to the episode ended it would get to like a point where i was good and then i would just rewind the episode manually <laughs> that's like me with um there was when I was living in uh, Anthony Savat's house, the comedy house in Kent. There was like a period of time where I watched Almost Famous maybe every day, and like Dude, so good. just like got so close to blacking out drunk, like every night, and like almost crying, and then like watching Almost Famous, and then being like, "I'm glad that they figured it out," and then like went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> And it was just like all the time. And it's like glad they figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, all right, cool. Everybody's happy. Like, what do you love about music? In one word, everything. And you're just like, all right, cool. Like, there's love in this world. I can go to bed and then like what it is what it is. But uh yeah, but, man, but, but, how but so yeah, the, the acting comment, the one comment I'm gonna make about that scene is it's like perfect. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking perfect. He wasn't supposed to cry. Like, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. Well, apparently, like, the story, because I looked it up also this week, because uh, I was invested, but, like, James, like, the guy that played Uncle Phil basically told him, like, R.I.P. James Avery, right? And uh, he basically, like, told Will Smith, like, dude, we have a chance to do something pretty great here. Like, don't screw it up, more or less. And so then, like, he like coached Will Smith through it, I guess. But like, there's the one part where he got like at the end, like Will's like, "How come he don't want me, man?" And they hug, and it's like perfect. And then his hat comes off his head a little bit, and then Uncle Phil like throws the hat. I don't know why, just that bothers me. Just that, just the. That's, that's like it. a real moment, though. That should be like, yeah. I, like when shit like that happens, when you're like, oh, like this, like it's something that like perfectly happened, and then they just left it in. Oh yeah. It's so good. It's... But again, so like on on the opposite point of like my point about acting being kind of a sham, you can only do that once. Like you can't do that oh, yeah. one a thousand times. Like that's when like the same thing with like the James McAvoy thing. Like obviously he practiced it, but like you only get one shot at that being perfect before well, like, you're just like, well, fuck this. How many like episodes of historically funny tv shows make you cry besides that um scrubs the The one one... patients die no the uh the one that one yes that one that episode's very sad where they play they play how to save a life and they don't save a single fucking life um the one i mean scrubs did it like a lot of times um but when scrubs good brendan fraser like when he died and like dr cox like has that mental breakdown and you don't realize they're at the funeral until the end 
Like, and, and he's the, just like, hey, who are you talking? He's talking to Brendan Fraser and JD's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, what do you No, He goes, why do you think we're here? Like, he thought it was the oh. birthday party for his kid. And he's like, where do you think we are right now? And, and it's, it's it's the funeral. And you're just like, oh, no. It's so that's a heavy episode. It's I mean, like that show, it, it I tried to watch it through again. And I was like, all right, like this is a lot to like get through because it's just like and there was a podcast that they did like um, Donald Faison and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was okay, but then I was like, "All right, I don't want to hear like I don't know." They did like too many actory stories. Um, yeah, I got, like I got. Are you like fidgeting bored. with something? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Can you fidget <laughs> with it not directly into the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, maybe I'm having a stroke. That was what I was worried about. Um, but no, like they were like, they like, and it was like right in the middle of quarantine when like the blackface like debate was happening and they straight up pulled an episode of Scrubs off because like they did uh blackface like a few times and they like pulled those episodes off and it wasn't like, I'm not going to be pro blackface. I'm not going to try to make that argument, but like in the context that they did it, it wasn't like they were just like doing like like let's be hateful and put a white yeah. black face like it was like an homage to his best friend and it was just like all right i'm kind of done on scrubs right now like it is what it is and it wasn't because of that but it was like other things where yeah. they're like in the podcast they were like well that's a joke you couldn't make today and that was the podcast every single week and you're like all right yeah it was 2005 like you can't make 2005 jokes anymore yeah i mean i think that shows like still pretty good like i've watched it during when i had like when i like in, in like quarantine throughout this year i rewatched scrubs it's pretty good held up i like it i mean it's a good show i'll watch like the select shows like the classics but it's not one that i would like sit and watch all the way through like we've gone through new girl like twice Dude, during it's quarantine so it's Dude. so good somebody literally today posted like they sent it to me because uh, i love nick miller and just because he gets me so just real quick before you go down this, I would I did Dwayne Duke's podcast uh, Saturday night, and I was talking about New Girl, and I was like, well, first I didn't really like Zoe Deschanel, and then I watched it, and like every white dude of my age, I think that I'm Nick Miller, and so like you just went, <laughs> <laughs> you just dove like head first into the reason why white guys love New Girl. It's uh, well. When I was in college, the girl that I was like dating kind of looked like Zoe Deschanel, and we won as Nick and Jess for Halloween one year. And like her costume, everybody was like, "Wow, oh my god, you're Jess! Like this, you're Zoe. This is such a good costume." And then for me, people were like, "What are you?" Because I just wore like a Henley shirt or whatever, and like shitty jeans. <laughs> you should have gotten like a bear's helmet or something. I know, I know. But that show rules so. Like it's like one of those shows where you think it's going to be like poppy. Again, I don't want to be like sexist or whatever. It's like I don't like like you think it's gonna be like a girly show no, when it's so actually good. just a real solid show. And Zoe De Chanel like is obviously the star of the show. New girl is the name of the show, but also like she's just an it's an ensemble show. Like it's yeah. not yeah, it's like it's like one of those shows where I think when they like wrote it or put it together, they were like, We got Zoe De Chanel, it's gonna be a hit. But then, like, 
whoever cast whoever did the casting on that show is unbelievable first of all but i feel like once they got that cast together they were they had whoever was running the show had to be like holy shit we just struck gold oh 100 and it's great writing quick writing yeah. it's one of those ones where um like when the Daily Show switched over from John Stewart to Trevor Noah, and the show was still so good, and then you realize that what made that show really good was the writing. Yeah, like that that show doesn't work with any other actors or anything like that. But it also doesn't work unless the writers are that good. Like they throw Megan Fox in there, and like obviously Megan Fox is an attractive woman, and like when she shows up on screen, like. Uh, you look at her but like her character was great like you take somebody who's not known for being a funny actress or like being a good actress really they just threw her in movies and were like look how hot she is and then she like kills it at that and like you don't do that obviously she's very talented but you don't do that without a good writing staff behind it too to like punch her up and write that scene specifically for her it's just weird to me too because that's like never one of those shows like i agree with the, i think the writing's amazing but it's not like one of those shows where you hear people be like the writing on new girl like you know people that are like writing snobs i feel like i don't know if that's the right term i know what but you're talking about but like yeah people are always like community best writing it is it's phenomenal but nobody's I, ever I don't like chevy chase i can't i can't get past chevy chase on a tv show oh it's so good though I get it. I like what's his face, like the the main guy Joel McHale or whatever. Um, I didn't even like when I started watching that show. I didn't really like him, and so that like made it hard to get into. But then it's just like the show itself is. So I like good, Donald but... Glover. I think everybody needs to calm down on Donald Glover like a tad bit. Like he steals this show in everything that he does. But like yeah. at a certain point, you're like, all right, let's let's dial it back on the Donald Glover a little bit. Like I like the pieces of that show. I just don't like Chevy Chase, and I don't think he's funny, and I think he ruins everything. So that's how I feel about that. He like kind of ruined the show. He was the first one he got like asked to leave or whatever because he was like, I think he said the N word on set. Well. That'll happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you're Chevy Chase. If you're Chevy Chase and people have been sucking your dick since the 80s with like subpar Christmas movies, it's gonna happen. Have you ever seen that like SNL sketch with him and Richard Pryor? It was like from the, I think it was the first season of SNL. And Dead sitting... Honky? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where he says like the N word and he's like, Dead Honky. It's yeah. a great bit. I mean, it's yeah. one of those like you couldn't get away with it today things, but it's like it's a brilliant bit. It's a brilliant bit, but it's just like I can't imagine doing that. To, I can't imagine doing that. Period. But you're not. Crazy. You're saying like, you can't imagine. Okay, like so. I don't think I would ever be able to do that. So you're on SNL. Yeah. yeah. Dave Chappelle's like hosting, and he's like. Joe, we're gonna reenact this classic bit. You're gonna be like, nah, you got the wrong guy for this. I don't know. This feels like a setup. No, I'm just it's not a setup. It's just it's one of those like uh, I yeah, it'd be uncomfortable and you're gonna, especially now in 2021, like people are gonna cancel you and they're they would cancel Dave Chappelle, if anything, too. Like, and it's one of those I don't think he'll ever get canceled. They would try. They're trying to cancel him because he got COVID. Like, people are, like, dancing on his grave when he just got, like, he tested positive for COVID. Like, it's, like, people just are ready to hate on people. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Probably not. I'd be too uncomfortable, too. I'd be like, just get somebody fucking else. I'm already on SNL. I don't want to blow this. 
Yeah, that's I mean, true. what did what the fuck did Shane Gillis say and he got kicked off the show? And dude, that's one of my favorite podcasts. I I listened to him and uh Matt and Shane's secret podcast is so good. Like, yeah, they are they like appropriate or PC or anything like that. And every once in a while you're like, geez, like that definitely went over the line. Yes, like that's what it is, but like they're also just like they're reaching for like the hard laugh, like the dirty laugh. And then like, they'll even at certain points be like, all right, like that was too much. And it's just like, so it's, I don't know. It's a fun podcast. It's a fun podcast. We're plugging other podcasts on our podcast. This is the second podcast you've brought up. That's third. That's not our podcast. What third. Was the first one. What was the first one? Oh yeah, that's true. Dwayne Duke. Scrubs. Scrubs podcast. And then Mads Shane secret pod. Um, Sounds I'm like trying you to be, be fucking anywhere but here, dog. No, I only want to be here. I only want to be with you. As your mouth, fish with your them. mouth says, "I only want to be with you," but your lips say, "No." Hmm. Or maybe, maybe it's your eyes. Maybe not your. I don't know. I don't know how to read emotions. For the people I just at wanted home, you, the audio. I wanted you to sit in that for a minute. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted you. I wanted you to have a consequence for your actions that you just had. I love awkward silences like more than anyone. I could bathe in a good awkward silence. I I I like it as well. It's one of those things that even like on stage, I like every once in a while you think it's like too long, and then you listen back to it and you're like, "Ooh, that was perfect." Like that could have even gone a little bit longer, dude. I love it. I love it when those happen, like in settings that aren't comedic, where somebody says something shitty and there's just like a real awkward silence, and it's so hard to not laugh anytime it happens. I don't know. That's what I like about being in like a corporate office job, and yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. why, like, like when somebody says something, and then like you just like, especially in like our section, <clears throat> you like look and like you catch the eyes of somebody else, and you like do that little eyebrow raise, like. Oh, they just said that, and then you like go back to like your desk. Or there's there's like always that one dude that like, like puts his hand, or like one person that puts their hand over their mouth and just kind of looks down. You know what I mean? Except <laughs> <laughs> to be like, I'm not, I'm not even fucking here. Like <laughs> that was the one guy at work. Um, he was sitting there and like <laughs> we were talking, and he's like. <laughs> he like just got a promotion but he's like been the guy that i've like hung out with since i started working there and he's like he's just sitting there and he's like yeah so we were doing some gay shit and just like at his desk and like all like loud and i just looked at him and i was like you know this promotion's not gonna last long and he's like yeah (laughs) like like he just like caught himself (laughs) it was like it, it was like that perfect intersection of like just like obviously, don't call like say things are gay because they're bad. Hillary Doff taught us that in those commercials. But Wait, like, what? what? There's commercials. You've never, you've never seen the Hillary Duff "That's So Gay" commercials? No. Oh, dude, these live in my these literally live in my brain, rent free forever and ever. She walks up to like it's it's gonna be in my if I'm in my. Uh, uh, Hillary Duff. Um, that's so gay. Commercial. She, she's like, it was like a PSA for not saying it. Yeah. 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 And they were like on TV. I don't remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Uh... I remember like the NBA having. Can you hear this? 
No. You have to like got... optimize your sound or whatever in Zoom. Share screen. Share screen. <laughs> Share. Where? All right. So like on the Op- top where the video is, you have to hit like that, and there's like an optimize sound for sharing or something. Um. Boom, 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 boom. There's like a more Wait. button. More. Uh, optimize for video clip. Oh, share sound. All right, there we go. And do the video clip one too. Do them both. All right. Optimize for video clip. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. All right, you ready for this? Do you like this top? It's so gay. Really? Yeah, it's totally gay. You know, you really shouldn't say that. Say what? Well, say that something's gay when you mean it's bad. It's insulting. What if every time something was bad, everybody said, oh, that's so girl wearing a skirt as a top. Oh, you are. <laughs> Those are cute jeans, though. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. That was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why not as many people know about it. Like that has been stuck in my head for the better part of two decades. Like I I had to have been when I was younger. And then um there's another one where she's like, and I haven't been able to find it, where she walks into a pharmacy and they're like, and she's like, Oh, this is gay. And she's like, What would you and like she has her name tag on and she's like, What would you say if they said that's so patty if if everything was bad or something like that? See, like those, like that's like that's why acting is weird to me. Because like, how do you get cast as girl that says that's so gay in a PSA for not saying it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's not gonna like, run home and be like, "Yeah, mom, I got the gig." Somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody had a bit like that where, like, the billboard guy for like go get tested for herpes. You can't have that billboard in your town. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, like you can't be that guy. <laughs> But no, like that commercial has been literally stuck in my head forever. Like I just shared it yesterday. Like I've been making fun of Joe Biden for a legitimate decade. And and I didn't know it until yesterday. Like (laughs) I knew that it's like always been stuck in my brain as something that I found like ridiculous. But I found like it was 10 years ago today or yesterday that I shared Joe Biden looking like uh, that uh, one puppet that Jeff Dunham uses. Oh, uh, Walter. I, d- I hate that I know that. But it was it was 10 years ago. And I'm like, this is the same shit I've been on for 10 years? Yeah. That means that's a good thing. That means Maybe. your interests are the same. Just things haven't changed. I'm moving. I'm, I'm, I'm changing, though. It's happening. After Saturday, uh, I did, some would say, too many mushrooms. Um, I would say I did enough for it to make me actively want to be a not shitty person out of out like outwardly all the time. Like I've decided I'm going to try to be more earnest and uh, talk about feelings more instead of like being those girls in that commercial saying everything's gay. Like I'm going to be I don't want to just be a dickhead all the time for no reason. I'm going to try to be nicer. I uh you hear me, by the way? Something happened to my audio stuff. I bumped it, and now it's being weird. Yeah, I can hear you. It's a bad time for that. Sorry. It's fine. But 
I feel like I do the opposite of what you're describing is that I am like that all the time where I'm like too earnest and nice to people. And then I just feel bad when they don't do it back or, you know what I mean? Well, that's like, it's still like, I want to live in a magical place and nobody else does. Yeah. And that was like, your thing is like kind of cutting in and out. So I don't know if like you need to move the jack. Um, But like, that was, uh, like it was kind of like and it's still i i catch myself doing it with like ashley all the time it's like she'll like say something and i'll be like and i'll like have like some like some stupid zinger and like i've been just like it's like oh that's just like a defense mechanism from just being like nah i don't like that or yeah i like that a lot like nobody knows where you stand when you're like oh yeah like and i've like just been trying like it was it was a crazy like real and it's i mean it's gonna sound woo woo bullshit but like honestly like doing mushrooms has completely changed my life because like it makes you you it's almost like so like when i quit drinking when something like when you got like your job changed i wish it was like anything it's the less of a hard drug it is when you say that the funnier it is to me (laughs) (laughs) like i'm telling you man doing cigarettes changed my life (laughs) i mean smoking cigarettes did change my life because like smoking cigarettes rules but like it's, it makes you so much cooler uh but like that's a bit that i've been trying to work on is like when i quit drinking i was fine not having fun because i've never been a fun person but quitting smoking just made me uncool and like i want to be the fonts like that's yeah. and so like smoking you donald draper dude, dude don draper Dude, smoking made a penis-looking camel the coolest thing. Like, they had to make it illegal. <laughs> like, that's how cool cigarettes are, is they had to make the penis-looking camel illegal. But, like, um, it, like, it was... So, like, when I quit drinking, it was like, all right, I have to deal with problems instead of, like, fuck it, I'm going to go get hammered, and then, like, I'll wake up the next day and be like, well, it's too late to deal with that now. So, like, when I quit drinking, it was like, all right, you have to deal with your problems. But now this is, like... Oh, you know, like how your personality has been like, I'm the witty smart guy who always says something that you can't refute and like willing to go to battle just to like, (laughs) instead of say like, hey, I don't like that. It hurts my feelings. You're like, well, fuck you. We'll burn it all down like that you've been doing for the last 20 plus years. Yeah, we're going to deal with that in three hours. And then like you like snap out of it and you're like, oh no, like what have I been doing for like three decades of my life? And then you're like, hey guys, like I know that it doesn't seem uh, like it could be a real thing that I'm really actually trying to be a good person. But now uh, I'm real. like I deleted my like, borderline shitty kobe bryant take because r.i.p he died a year ago today like i i still think it was like a decent joke and it wasn't that mean but like i looked at it and i was like i don't need to be putting that out into the world like somebody might see it and it might ruin their day that's already bad like i don't need to do that i can just you, like chuckle and move on like it's you, i'm not trying to i like the good vibes that you have but you do sound like you just came back from your first like youth retreat <laughs> But that's that's what it is. It's like you can't just like all of a sudden like like oh I dipped my head into the water and I'm saved. But I can't be like hey guys, do you know what we should try is being real positive. After like 15 minutes before I had that mushroom tea, I was like, fuck this place. I fucking hate everything. Like it's too cold. The sun's tea? never out. 
Oh, you put it so like I you take it and I have like a little tea strainer because psilocybin is like water soluble, like how THC it's fat soluble. So when you like cook with it, you have to put it in like butter or something like that. Um, but when you with like psilocybin, it's water soluble, so you can make tea with it, and that way it tastes better and it's easier on your tummy, um, and it makes it hit a little bit quicker. So um, I just put it in like ginger lemon tea in like a little strainer thing, and then you go uh to uh another universe and it is you're doing like legitimate drugs like a housewife like from the 1940s yeah like and it's it's the weirdest thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) can you fix your microphone is it not working it is like is there like a now you're now it was it was like you're it sounded like you're a mile away from it is it working yeah you're good now uh yeah i don't know what's sorry no, you're fine. Um, but like I, so it was like, I was, I had to pee cause I have to pee a thousand times when I'm on them and my floor has like a pattern in it, but like, you can see like what are kind of faces in there, but like they were like moving. And then it made me remember that when I was younger, the bathroom in, or like the floor in the bathroom of my house when I was younger had something that kind of looked like a face. So I, remembered that face and i took a portal back to that time and like had to like work through like honestly like years of like oh this is why you're upset when people talk about this this is why like you're real (laughs) shitty when people talk about that this is why you're kind of an asshole to this specific person and you're just like oh okay like and it was like one of those like yeah, man, like I shouldn't like it's not their fault that some other person did that to me. Like, and it's just like little dumb shit. And like I popped out of it and I was like, all right, here we go. Like, and like I made like this whole long thing on Facebook. Like I was like a 15 year again, I don't want to be sexist because I don't want to put it out there, but I was like a 15 year old girl who like I was just like hey, back guys. from youth retreat, dude. 100 percent Literally, you you're describing. You're like, all right, I want to wait for the weekend. I hung out with people that aren't in my friend group, but holy shit, we connected because we're all people. Yeah. It like, and I was just like, all right, like here we are. Like this is what and it like and it still sneaks in. Obviously, like I haven't changed as a person overnight. We're like, I'll be like, oh fuck this. Like, and it'll just be like, well, no, let's calm down like a little bit and like let's remember. Cause it's and I watched a show like literally two days after where it was like some something in mushrooms makes you remember your experience because there's so many drugs where you're like in a dream when you have like a dream you wake up you're like i had a really bad dream and then you're like oh like what was it about And you're like i don't really remember the details but like it was real shitty like i remember like beef and it's hard to explain and put into words but like i remember like there was a point where i was like oh, this might be real shitty and mean. And, like, this is, like, a whole group of people that, like, were shitty and mean. three hours. Yeah, I took it at noon, and I, like, snapped out of it at, like, 3, 3.30. And, I mean, it lingers until, like, 4 or 5, but, like, the real crazy shit is, like, three hours. And, like, legitimately, it was, like, like, remember, there's, like, that, um, I forget what show it is, but, like, that guy who grabs a giant book page and, like, opens it or whatever like straight up something like it was like a whole like book page like in my like I watched it like being moved and then like I just like look and I'm like oh like there's this whole other side like I was so worried about like this side of things and like dealing with this side of things 
that I missed like the whole other side of it where I don't have to be bogged down in this bullshit forever. And it was wild, dude. So after this happened, has your girlfriend been like, wow, New Ray is great? Or is she just like, we need to get you help? It's, I don't know. I haven't really asked her. I'm a little bit more manic, probably explaining it all in one dose on a podcast. And like, it's probably a lot to digest like all at once, but like, Dude, I just I told honestly, you I watched Fresh Prince six times in a row. I think we're, yeah, I, think I mean we're it's good. the same thing. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I'm not like worried. Both are drugs. Really... Well, my cousin texted me and she's like, "Hey, I just saw your status on Facebook and like, if you need, <laughs> I was like, no, like this is like a beneficial thing. Like it wasn't like somebody like feel sorry for me or feel bad. It was like, hey feel guys, good, like sorry I'm late to the program, but I think I figured it out. <laughs> like, dude, that is I didn't a... figured out, but it was like I think I think I've got it cornered a little bit, and it's like you just it was it's wild but yeah obviously i i'm still like filled with anger about a lot of things but it's like it still creeps in and i'm like oh well this is like what it was talking about is like hey you got to kind of not control it but like you have to be like all right there's a time and a place for this but like also just because it's raining doesn't mean you need to try to think about killing yourself (laughs) like it was like a whole (laughs) like it was like a whole thing like you don't need to be like as wild all the time. It was it was amazing. It was great. Damn, dude. I, I can't. I'm glad that we started with mine because I can't top that. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was it was one of those like and again I don't want to prescribe it to anybody because like some people are like some people can't handle it or like can't, like I watched. Again, I watched this thing on, uh, it's Gaia. It's like the streaming app. It's based, I think I talked about it. Like it's basically an app for like crazy people who like doing drugs and think aliens like are embedded in our government and shit. So like I watched like this thing on mushrooms and this guy said, and I did like between three and four grams, um, which they say is like the, like the dose you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I had like, that's the most I had done. Cause I did like half a gram the first time just to dip my toes in. And that was cool. Like that, like I thought that was like enlightening. And then I did like two grams the time before that. And I was like, there's no way it can get crazier than this. And then this last one, but like, there was like a dude who did, he was talking about how he only does 30 grams or more. And I was like, I don't even know where you get that many. Like that's an insane amount of mushrooms. Jesus. But it's good. I think everybody should like at least I, if like try it like and just like hang. It's not like and it's one of the craziest parts is like people are like, I don't know if I'd be able to deal with it. It's like it just me. stops. Yeah. Well, it stops at some point. Like you just have to go into it like and it's one of those things where I like it because like I just like the bed is the safe space. Anything like I'm going to go lay in bed. Cause I know I'm in bed. I'm soft at worst. I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up a few hours later, but I know where I'm at. I'm in my bed. So like I'll lay there with my eyes closed and wherever the fuck I'm at, if I open my eyes and it gets too crazy, like, okay, I see I'm in bed. Like I know where I'm at. I'm not like, it's not the end of the world. Any like drug where people are like, yeah, you just need to go into it with good vibes. I'm like, I couldn't tell you the last time that I had strictly good vibes with not like a hint of this could go wrong, even like in everyday life. So like, oh, it's it's straight up like I'll get to it. Like, and it's almost one of those like, 
Because, like, it makes you deal with something. Like, if you're like, oh, I don't want to, like, you see something and you're, like, start to go a little crazy. Like, you're like, ooh, I don't want to go there. They're like, oh, yeah, we're for sure going there now then. Like, and it's, like, and then you're done. Like, you have to deal with it. You see it. And, like, I read a book, and one of the reasons why I started, like, this whole journey, let's call it a journey, and be a fucking dick about it. I Um, hope, I just, whatever book you say, I hope it's, like, something like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, or Hello, Goddess, Me, Margaret. um, It's, it's, I forget what it's called. It's a great book. It's probably Brian Muriaku. It's about, like, the history of mushrooms and religions and stuff like that. Um, And it was, like, this lady, like, had, like, terminal cancer. And she, like, was part of these studies. And, like, people with terminal diseases are using mushrooms to, like, deal with the fact that death is happening. And, like, just kind of, like... Are they going to say it cured them or something cool? No, it's, like, it helps you... It takes away your anxiety with it. But she, like, she survived. Like, she ended up surviving, like, this cancer that was, like, supposed to be terminal. But she still, like, felt like she was, like, anxious all the time. And, like would always like still go back to the doctor and be like, I like, it's there. I know the cancer's in me. She passed all of her tests. And then like, she takes like enough mushrooms and like in the first 15 minutes, like it took her, like it took her to a trip into the area of her body that the cancer was in. And then like, she said, she like saw herself in there still dying. And then like saw herself die inside her, her body where the cancer was. And then she like popped out of it and it was like, oh, like, that's fine. Like that person who was dying died. And now I'm a different person. I was having a hard time dealing with that. And you're like, what the fuck? How do you, like, how do you wrap your mind around something like that? And then something like, like it happened and I'm like, okay, like I get it. Now. You're in, and they always say there's no bad trips, just like, like bigger lessons. And you're just like, there's no I bad trips, just bad vibes, brother. but it was it was it was in my van (laughs) dude it was like and you're like oh i get it now like i get like those people because like that's one of the things that like i'll watch like because i'll do i haven't done yogitation yet today i have to do that after this but like you'll like see those people and they're like yeah thank you so much for like being here and uh, taking time out of your day to do this journey, and I'm I'm glad that I'm part of your journey. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's like just- too far to me. That's like, yeah, that's like shut the fuck up. Like you're not even talking like a real person anymore to me. Me too. But like, I see how they get there. <laughs> like you're like <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. This person's just. I don't know if it like fries your brain I'm, to a certain point. Yeah, I was gonna say what? I'm just like terrified that in like three weeks we're gonna do this fucking podcast, and I'm we're gonna start out. I'll be like, don't do stop. Welcome to the Comedy Mushroom Podcast. And you're going to be like, I just want to thank everyone going on this journey with us. I just want to take a moment of silence where you can just release any stress you're feeling before we jump into the podcast. What and I want I'm, you to do is feel where, uh, feel a spot where there pain, where there's some pain. And I want you to uh, breathe and let the air go into that part and let you know that uh, when you breathe in, you bring in peace. And when you breathe out, you breathe out that pain. Uh, if you're feeling any any sense of loss today, let it go. You gotta lose your loss, baby. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't. If this is the podcast now, I can't. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is like you thought we were joking about starting a cult. We're we're unless, doing it. Unless we like good cop, bad cop them. 
I think you would oh, have that's to be. brilliant. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably why no successful cult has ever worked is because one person wants <laughs> all the glory. Yeah, I don't want the glory. I just want to be in the history books. Yeah, like, we just want like I mean, and that's my big thing is like, yeah, like it's nice that like I'm trying to be happy and like doing cool shit like that and like not hating everything all the time. Like that's cool, but like also like I'm not insane. Like I still want to be rich and famous, and like I want people to give me their money. Like I'm, you, I'm not. I've, like, I've reached a point where I've like worked in an office so long, and like I just feel. I don't know if you get this. Like, I just feel like I don't fit in. And so I'm yeah. to the point where I'm like, if I can make a comfortable amount of money to just live and like not have to worry about like insurance and bills and shit, doing comedy, that's the dream. If or I could just make like a decent anything. living. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, I, and part of my job is like, I talk to people who are like starting their own generator businesses or have like started their own business like i'm talking to business owners yeah and this guy's like i work 80 hours a week and i was like anything not to work that nine to five though right and he's like oh i'd kill myself if i had your job <laughs> like i was like Jesus. yeah man like and it's but like that's what it is is like i kind of had like a weird like people have the sunday scaries i had like a case of the tuesday scaries where it was like 2 30 in the afternoon and i was like oh it's only tuesday and i have to do this tomorrow and then the next day. And then I get the, the next Sundays. Day. Yeah. I get the every night scaries. Like any any day where the next day I have to go to work, I can't I have a hard time falling asleep. Cause I'm thinking about how I have to go do something I don't want to do for eight hours. Yeah. I think At and least. it sucks. Like that's I like this job because it's like a perfect mix of like they let me do what I want, but I still also have like goals that i have to hit so i can do what i want so it's like that perfect blend of like yeah i have to be there at, on time and i have to like answer to my boss and like there's other people there uh like some guy like threw me under the bus for something that wasn't my fault today and then i like said oh, it yeah. to my super oh dude it was like i was like it was one of those like if it would have been last week i would have been like we're doing this like i know where this guy <laughs> sits i'm gonna go yell at him and then this week best. you're just like i understand where you're coming from no i was like me, and i released it through my breath well, and that's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet, but like I said it to my, like my direct supervisor and I was like, Hey man, I just want to make sure I'm not being too sensitive about this, but this guy is kind of a fucking dick. Right. And he like read it and he's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And then my other manager's like, no, this is like, he, this is what he meant. This is how he typed it. And this is kind of just how he is. And I was like, I get it, but like, there's no need for that. And he's like, yeah, we'll like have a con Like, it was like a very yeah. like quick like oh yeah i completely get where it was like i could see like but i wanted to like reply all on that email and be like hey fuck you phil like, like here we go hey, fuck. but i was like all right cool we're gonna like take a beat and like just like let it sink in maybe there's something i'm missing let me send it to my supervisor to be like hey did i fuck this up or is this guy just being a dickhead and he's like he's being a dickhead and then it was just like done. And you're like, oh, like, I don't know if this is maturing or what it well, is, and, but it's not. Yeah. And it, I get where you're coming from, too, because I just hate like the fakeness of like business culture. I hate like when like, for example, like my job got changed this week. OK. Or last week. Did it? And so we had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not going to be as fun for me anymore. I don't think. So I Welcome to the it. comedy and mushroom podcast. Podcast. <laughs> just want to start it all over but yeah, yeah. When, so when you got when your job got changed so but they told us like in a team setting so it was like a zoom meeting and they tell everybody and i like we kind of ask questions you can tell everybody's like 
half asking questions because I don't want to ask like deep questions and get an answer in front of the entire team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like at the end of it, like you're about to sign off and the and like the per the manager's just like, okay, so everybody's good then, right? And it's like oh, like I get that everybody's like, yeah, we're good. But like I there's a part of me that just wants to be like, not really, like not at all. No, thank you. Yeah, but I have that's to go one of the now. things that like they actually do a pretty decent job of like if there's an issue like at work, they do a pretty good job. And I'm not like I will like at my desk be like, hey, fuck this. And like just like Did you move just let on. the dog out or let your spirit out? Both. Um Both. the dog is my Sorry. my spirit guide. Um, but like I'll I will like sit there and I'll just be like, hey, this is fucking stupid. This is dumb. And then you're like, all right, cool, whatever. Like there's like I'm either gonna like keep working or I'll find another job if it gets that bad. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, whatever. But like today, that's why like they do a good job of like, hey like if you feel that way like let us know and we'll at least like let you see the other side and if you're still pissed about it then we'll look into it further so like, yeah. they do a good job of it and i think That's that nice. there's like a good um i like the company that i work for so i think that helps but also like well, i know you still like love this job well and i know exactly what yeah. you're talking about too yeah. because now you don't know like everybody's like everything good and then you have to be like you can like call somebody and be like, actually, I'm not really good. And then they're like, oh, well, you didn't say anything in the meeting. So it must not be that important. That's the worst. They, like, turn it's like, it well, on you. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, there was like Throw 15 people in, front... in that meeting, you know? And yeah. Am I supposed person. to be like, uh, no, I'm not good. And then they'll be like, well, Joe, you're kind of causing uh, a distraction or you're making a thing out of something. And then even if like, so if it's 40 people and 35 agree with you, those other like four are going to be like fucking Joe. And then like the rest of the people are going to be like, yeah, man, I can't believe you did that in the meeting. Like, no, like you have to be uh, free to be like, Hey guys, like I didn't want to say anything yeah. in the meeting. Yeah. And I think most people respect that or like have like the presence of mind to understand that's how people operate, but I don't know. Maybe. But other than that, how are you, are you doing? Okay. Is everything else? Like, are you, because the last couple, I mean, since we're since we're doing the serious podcast today, um, the other day you said that you you were feeling a little beat down. Are you, are you feeling better now that everything's kind of settled in, or is it something that you're? I mean, you're like, still I don't, like I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I feel better about it, but like I kind of just like put, like sorted my shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just kind of like came to terms with the reality of what's going on and was like, okay, like if it, if I have to go somewhere else, that's what happens, or if I lose my job no use stressing about it right now because it's not going to help me you know what i mean yeah like the fear like just being scared of losing my job or whatever or whatever happening or having to go to a different company is not going to help me right now so there's what's the point yeah and that's almost like it's like that weird um it's that weird especially in an office setting where there's like that weird duality of like Cause I've worked at like small businesses. I've worked at like big corporations and like big corporations are always real weary. Like, even if you're just like, Hey man, like if this doesn't work, it doesn't work. They like see that as like a sign that yeah. you're looking for something or like that. You're not like, Oh, Hey, I'm not like entirely thrilled with this whole situation. They're like, Oh, Joe's going to be looking for a new job. Like we can't. And it's like, well, no, like I just, like I, I would rather be able to just be like, hey man, don't like it. What are what's the plan? Like, what are the plans going forward? Like, this works for me now. And like yeah. the, the my buddy who got like promoted, who's like he's like my boss now. Like he's my boss. 
And like, before I knew he got that promotion, I was like talking to him and he's like, so do you like, how do you like it here? Do you like think you'll ever leave? And I was like, honestly, this is like the first job that I've worked at for like more than five or six months where I'm like, not kind of like putting my feelers out and like seeing if I can find a spot that's better. I was like, honestly, like if it shows up, like, yeah, sure. Like I don't, I'm not willing to say that I'll be here for 40 years because who the fuck knows where I'll be in a year from now. But like, I don't think that there's going to be a better job out there. And he's like, Oh, well, that's interesting to hear that you, and it's like, what, what do you even mean? Like you're telling me if somebody came up and told you, you could do like, and I even told him, it's like, if comedy comes back and like, I can get like, do it like i'm gonna do that because that's what i want to do like it's not even like i want it's like, like a I'm, reputable comedian like if you're you're performing at skyline like if, if somebody comes through town it's like a bigger comic and it's like hey you want to go on tour and open for me you're not gonna say I, like i wouldn't say no to that you know what i yeah. mean and it was just like yeah and like that's kind of the cool thing about my job is like there's flexibility to it where i could do that and still like come back to it but like and that's what he even told him i was like even until like i make it like there's no like reason not to like this job, but like he was still yeah. weird when I when he was like you just like open that door to like a possibility of a possibility, and it's like you don't like that's they kind of want you just to be like in your like little shell and be like all right I just enter data now like that's what I do like I didn't want I didn't like what I yeah. used to do I like entering data because they told me I I need to enter data and it's like at that point you become like I don't want to say like like a risk but you become a liability kind of i know it means the same thing but it's like a little less harsh but like yeah. you become like the like the weak link in the chain where they're like all of a sudden it's like the data entry guy who every time the boss comes over it's like how you doing you're like fucking love data bro love entering it <laughs> uh <laughs> love getting it more lives inside me bro yeah everything's data and like that guy's all of a sudden gonna get like the special project instead of you who's like don't entirely love data <laughs> It's, yeah. it's just honesty isn't always rewarded and it's disappointing not at all it's weird um, it's it's a crazy thing and what's also weird is like this has always been weird to me especially like the older i get with office jobs is i get too attached to like people because you see them you see like when you work with somebody you see them 40 hours a week at least you know mm-hmm. and uh i always get like too attached where like i'm like this is like a second family almost and if i like the people i work with i don't want to work somewhere else even if i don't like my job because I, I might not like the people and uh yeah it's weirder when you like work at a small business like the yeah. one car dealership that i worked at like that was like they almost use it as like a hostage taking technique of like you could leave and you could get a different job but then like you're letting your family down like you're a part of our family and we've opened our arms to add you to the family <laughs> And you're like, well, I mean, it's also a workplace. Like, I like all the people that I work with, but, like, I don't have anybody's cell phone number. Like, I'm not Facebook friends with them. Like, I like them between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And then, like, we move on. Like, like, one of my best buds at work, we take lunch in the same area and don't talk to each other because we're off the clock. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I get it. You're a great dude. Like you a lot. (laughs) This is this is my time. Like I'm that's not, insane to me. That's actually insane. I love getting lunch with people, dude. It's maybe when you can like go places, I guess, or like go get lunch. But like it's it's always like I need like my refresh. Like I'm already around you for forty hours a week. I don't need to be around you forty five. I don't know. 
but I used to like hang out with people that I worked with. And then like, eventually, like it just causes problems because they're like, Hey, I want to go get a different job. And you're like, Oh, so you're leaving me too. Not just the company. And it's just oh, like, yeah. it's, it's a weird thing. I, I still do it. I, st- I like need those relationships. But then when people leave, it's like, I just pretend like I'm cool with it. I'll be like, yeah, dude, I like get it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. But then I'm like crying inside. <laughs> and then you don't talk and they're like well we, we can still hang out and then you just like don't see him and then you're like it's like having it's like comedy friends like as soon as like you stop doing comedy or like when somebody stops doing comedy they die like they don't exist anymore like it's like my friend like genuinely one of the nicest people i've ever you know ben DeGraw? yeah haven't seen him in eight months. <laughs> haven't talked to him, have his phone number. I'm, I like his wife. She's a very nice woman. When they were on their honeymoon, he texted me to check in, haven't texted him, haven't talked to him. I don't even think he thinks about comedy anymore. And you're like, all right, fine. Like whatever. Like he's a great dude. Miss him. Love hanging. Like Dan Savanich. He's another like Cuyahoga Falls guy. When, like, when I first started comedy, was, like, in that echelon that I'm kind of in now, where it's, like, where, like, new people think you, like, know what you're doing when you really don't, and you're kind of a dickhead. And, like, he was in that echelon, and then, like, he quit, and then, like, started doing it again, and I was, like, at, like, his kind of spot, and he's, like, I can't believe you're nice to me when I wasn't nice to you. And I was, like, I still think you're, like, better than me. Like, it doesn't matter if you are. Like, I still hold you there, so I think it's cool that we're hanging out. I haven't talked to him <laughs> like it's like it's a person weird. that I genuinely love and haven't yeah. talked to him. And it's weird to me how those tears like that, those unspoken like levels work. Cause like recently I feel like there's people that have asked me questions about stuff and I'm just like, why are you doing this? I'm arguably an open micer. Like I don't, you know what I mean? But you've been like, doing in my it. mind. If you just like literally half of, and I mean, it's not just specifically a Cleveland thing. I think it's in like every scene is like when I went back in town, like I went back, I did three minutes to open up the Wednesday mic. And like when I was standing, like people were like, yeah, like people were coming up to me and like, like just because I knew the headliner because I met him six years ago. And like, because I did like two to three good minutes, like that's a good joke. I know it's a good joke. That's why I picked that joke. And then like, you, then you get off stage and like this one kid was like asking me about his set like in the bathroom and i was like yeah i did two minutes like i just hosted this fucking dumb yeah. shit. like i'm you but i've just been doing it longer which is sad for me <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it is true like, though like when you see somebody like yeah yeah i don't know and it's it's one of those like um i just i like i miss sense. I miss being like bright eyed and starry and being like asking, literally doing that, asking like people I looked up to, like, hey man, can you listen to my set? I used to, I used to annoy the shit out of Cody Cooper with that stuff. Yeah, like Where that's like, another guy where it was like, oh, Cody Cooper, like for the long, like me and Cody like did not get off to a good start because he's Cody and I'm me. And like, like those, those are just going to clash. Like when two guys who think they're the shit, like, obviously he's the shit. I think I'm the shit. It's so funny to me that I get along with both of you. Great. And I think it's because I just have a soft personality, (laughs) but I love like me and Cody, like at some point, like we just, I don't know if it was like, I was just being a dickhead and he was being a dickhead. And then like, I did well at a set or something. He's like, Hey man, good set. And I was like, do you know what, man? You too. Like, I don't know why we've never like, and like, yeah. don't talk to him regularly, but every time I see him, give him a giant hug, like ask him about his family, see how he is. Like, Great guy. Yeah. And, but like, you're like sitting there and you go, oh, I'll never be as good as Cody Cooper. And then one morning you wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm 
arguably as good as Cody Cooper. I'm getting the same kind of sets he is. He's just been around for two years longer than me and like has two years more of experience. And that, like that, that, that's it. We're doing the same shows. Like we're on the same shows. We're doing the same things. Yeah. He's asking me about other shows. Like, it's just weird when like those people, like Bill Squire, like he's un- not unfortunately, but like, he is like the pinnacle, uh, like Mary, I think supersedes outside of Cleveland, but like Bill yeah. is definitely like the face of Cleveland. The Cleveland guy. Yeah. And it's just like, when you're like sitting there talking to him like five years ago, I'd be like, yo, this fuck, like, why is Bill Squire talking to me? And now I'm just like, he's just a fucking, like, he's been doing it the longest and like has done the most with it. Like, that's all it is. It's like, he's not better than me. Like he's, he's not like some like, and he's good, but he's not like a genius in doing something I could never do. But like, and at a certain point you like realize that and you're like, oh, he's just a dude. So when like people come up to him and it's like, oh, hey, Bill, like you just like can, like you can see him be like, yeah, dude, get the fuck out of here. But when somebody's like, hey, man, how you like, what's new? Like, I see you got a new pair of shoes. What's like, you talk to him like a person. He's like, yeah, here we go. Like, this is like a person who kind of knows what it is. It's weird. And it's like weird that uh, like the longer you do it, like the longer you progress in comedy, the more you become friends with people that like you, when you started, you were like, Hey man, Hey, yeah. like what's uh Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like, Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just weird. It's crazy. Like it's Sean the weirdest Lynch, thing. when I was back in town, like co-creator of celebrity death match, been doing comedy for like celebrity death match was around in the early two thousands. So over oh, 20 I remember years. That. Was, yeah. Yeah. And he like, he was one of the co-creators of it. He like, what like started the show and like i met him he was doing um he was in town for funny stop i think but like was doing um when they used to do shows in kent um god what was the bar um the venice he did the venice comedy night in kent in front of like four or five people and i like it was one of like my first shows and I met him and we're out drinking until two in the morning. And then like now five or six years later, you're like, Oh, that's just because like, he's a dude. Like he's not like a genius. Like it's just, he's been doing it longer and he had, he had the balls to take the risk. And like, like he just knows more than I do. It's not because he's like something crazy that I'll never be able to figure out. Like he just knows what I know how to do better. Like that's all it is. Well, I, I don't know if you were in Cleveland for this, but there was like one weekend where Joe Coy was doing hilarities. But like after the Thursday show, he came to East End and he hung out. He did like did a set at East End in front of 12, 15 people. Sick. And then hung out with all the comics afterwards. And I was like very new to comedy. And so they were going to like get on his tour. Like he had a tour bus and he's doing East End. And so they were going to get on his tour bus and like go hang out and stuff. And I think it was Cody like maybe invited me. And I was like, no, like I'm too, I don't bring anything to the table. And I didn't go. And I like still regret that. Yeah. And it's one of like, like I, Jeff Tate, who is like, he's not like famous, famous, but he's, I think he's hilarious. Like he's one of my favorite comedians has one of my favorite all time favorite baseball jokes. And like he came to, um, it was when um, Josh Morrow and like some other dude, I forget, I always forget what his name is. He's like been gone for a while. But like when they ran LVT, um, oh, uh, uh, Joe, what's his name? Yes, Joe Whalen. Joe um, Whalen, yeah. Joe Whalen was opening. It was uh, Jeff Tate, Emma Arnold, who's a hilarious comedian from Idaho, and like they did it. And like, 
I went, I bought tickets and like, we're outside like smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, but I was like at that point where it was almost like, do I say hello? Do I like not say hello? What do I talk to? Like, do I be like, Hey, big fan. And you're just like, no, like you just be like, Hey man, what's up? Like Dave Landau's coming to Appleton and I'm going to text him. Cause like last time he was at funny stuff, like we're not buds. But he's going to be in Appleton at the end of February. And I'm going to text him and be like, hey, man, do you care if I come up and, like, hang? Like, say what's up? Like, we hung out at the funny stop. If he says no, like, he says no. Like, whatever. If if he ends up remembering me. Because, like, we talked for a while at the funny stop and, like, likes my stuff on Instagram every once in a while. And, like, you just, like, go. Like, that's how you make it in that business. You don't have to be the funniest person in the world. You just have to know the right person for the right yeah. amount of time. And then be funny when it's time. But... I don't know. Yeah, it I, is what it is. I think like the most like I don't know if like high profile person that's like I've ever you know how you were talking about like doing the mushrooms and like everything clicked in the place, but like you know sometimes you just have those days where like everything's lining up well like right. Yeah. And you're just like you're like on your A game for some reason. For sure. Uh, there there was like one time I went to Hilarities and I think it was like Brett and Cody opened for Pete Lee. Okay. And so, like, after Hilarity's closed and everybody leaves, like, we're just in the basement, like, talking. I wasn't on the show, so I, f- like, I was like, I don't deserve to be here. But then I was like, oh, learn from the Joe, Co- Joe Coy thing and hang out. Yeah. And I, like, talked to Pete Lee for, like, half hour probably. And he was, like, the most down-to-earth nice dude. And I was, like, at the time, an open micer. And he's giving me, like, good advice and telling stories. And he was, he was just, like, a genuinely great dude. And it's one of those, like, and it's it's kind of, that's what it, like, Zoltan Kazis like and I always feel weird like name dropping somebody because like whatever but like we're hanging out in the in the green room and like for a whole weekend and like just like we would be up until like 1 32 o'clock just like hanging like you just like he's in town doesn't have anybody to talk to I was staying up there didn't have anybody to talk to we genuinely got along and like at the end of the weekend I was like hey man like I'd hate to do this like like we hung out everything was cool but I was like, hey, if you're ever in town and you need an opener, and he was like, yeah, don't worry. like it. Like it was almost like a, it, yeah, it's already no. Like you didn't even need to yeah. like, it, but you have to ask and you have to do it and you have to put yourself out there. And then I even yeah. texted him like a couple of days later, and I was like, hey man, I know that like you're like you didn't have to be that cool and like hang out for that long because I was just the host. Like I wasn't the feature. I wasn't like anything. Like I did well that weekend, but I wasn't like killing the world. I was like, hey man, like thanks again for being super cool and now it's like i can like i'll hit him with like a dm or a text and be like hey man like that was real funny or something and like you're not it's not weird yeah, it's like not weird. and yeah and all those times you're just like oh if i would have just been like hey that was real good like you just reach out and you're just like hey what's up and there's people who are like hey do you want me to i'm thinking of somebody specifically and i hope he doesn't take an offense to this but like hey i'm gonna make you some specific merch and hopefully you like it and that'll tell i'll be your friend and it's like almost like they're collecting something yeah and it's like no i just want to be like especially now like not to like go back to woo woo bullshit like if i never got famous and like i was just like able to like pop into comedy well one of us has to because of this podcast well that's true yeah but like if i was just like if i'm in like atlanta and i'm like oh chris harvey lives in atlanta now like let me look him up let me get some stage time and he's like hey you can do 10 15 minutes like that's that'd be that's great that's like sweet. that's yeah yeah that's the idea like that's what it should want to be and that's why i'm psyched like i like wrote some like good jokes last week and i'm psyched to like 
go up and like instead of like showing up to like an open mic and being like well i was almost a feature so like i'm at an open mic they should be happy that i'm doing their open mic it's like man like i'm excited just like to show up while out not have any stakes let's just fucking do it like just go back to like doing it and then it'll like fall into place well i haven't i mean i haven't done stand-up in like over a month now and i cannot wait to do it i literally like i'm just i don't know it sucks when you don't do it for like three four weeks all right we got to wrap up the uh the earnest uh serious podcast this was a good podcast this is a good one yeah I'm going to go out on a limb and say we fucking killed it on this one. Um, I hope people message us and say, great job, you son of a bitch. Hey, but- reach out and tell us we did a good job. Not not Harrison. Harrison, we know that you think that we're great. Don't kill anybody for us yet. I still need to make it up to you and kill somebody for you. Joe's already ahead of me on it. Yeah. Um, also, if my mom's listening to this, just don't say anything because it'd be weird for both of us, I feel like. Wouldn't that be funny if, like, your mom reached out and was like, hey, honey, just wanted to let you know that you guys fucking murdered that podcast. <laughs> you bodied you that podcast. murdered it. <laughs> just, like, just like that guy I helped you murder for Harrison. <laughs> I told you not to, like, I told you not to say my name. Um, I also want to go on record and say that posting feet pics and then um, hashtagging them uh with hashtag feet pics <laughs> it's not a good idea because i'm still getting people uh offering to be my sugar daddy and sugar mommy so uh don't do that um just for just for fun but um what's our rule feel what you're gonna feel Ooh. it's from a cow canane bit it's from a cow canane bit but that's fine feel what you're going to feel yeah yeah, we'll even credit him. I read um I think it's from a Kalkanan. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's fine. He did um that Sam Talent book, um, Running the Light. I bought it because I needed a new book to read, and like the rap book that I wasn't going to read or that I was reading wasn't like doing it for me. And oh, yeah. uh Kyle Kanane did the um the the uh what's the the preface or like the oh the forward yes forward he did the forward and it was like a very like i don't know why sam talent like he's a real good comedian but he's also like he wrote a great book i don't know how he does it and then like kind of like gave him shit but like and then then like the last one he's like look like i know i'm like a comedian and i'm supposed to like shit on him or whatever but like the fact that somebody sat down and wrote fiction when like so much of being a stand-up comedian is being like raw and real all the time is like insanity that he wrote fiction, even if it is about comedy. And it was just like one of those, like, it's just it's like, so just for a foreword, it was brilliant writing. Yeah. I, he's like top three favorite stand-ups for me. I love him. I need to, I need to listen to him. I don't, I want to say that I'm pretty ignorant. I know that he's like good so, and I know that people love yeah. him, but it's like one of those, like, I need to sit down and watch some of the stuff. So I don't know why this clip resonates for me. It's like not even filmed well. It's just him at like the Denver, whatever their comedy club is. And uh, just dude, it's like Kyle Kinane Margaritaville. He has a bit about that song and it's, it kills me every time. I don't know why. And those are the best ones. Yeah. Like it's just like obscure. Like that's like that Jeff Tate baseball yeah a bit like i had to find it on an old album of his that was like available only on pandora 
Like the, like nobody had ever heard that bit. Yeah. And it's just in like something it was talking about how like every rule in baseball is so strict except for home runs. Like it could be anything. Like you can yeah. move the fence within like a foot. And like it was just like a whole bit about and you're just like this is the most specific nonsense premise, but it's so good. So somebody's here, so <laughs> is that how this ends? Yeah, we're out. All right. Okay. Bye. See you. If you liked anything that you heard on this podcast or you want to become a stranger yourself, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R to hear out all the things that you have been missing on this episode, uh, the things that we cut out, the good stuff that we uh, saved for our strangers, and you can also sign up to see the video podcast so you can see us uh, live and in person, ad-free, with no edits at all, patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R.